This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thank you for being with us today. I want to uh, talk with you today about a scientific concept of God realization. Now, I'm bringing this up in a different light today. Many people, they are taking their advancement in spiritual life and their concept of spiritual life as a feeling. Saying that, oh, I'm feeling closer to God. I'm feeling myself more in tune. I'm feeling myself in clarity. And we get this in the yoga classes stuff where someone sits and does their meditation, does their bodily exercises, yoga. They sit there in a quiet atmosphere environment and they come away saying, I'm feeling higher. I'm feeling my vibration rate is up. I'm clearer. I've cleansed. All these feelings, expressions of your interpretation of your state of being. This is subject to the level of understanding you have in your mind. It is subject to what you've been educated as far as how to interpret feelings. It's subject to quite a few different interpretations and one person's advancement is another person's every day. So what we're looking for is how to understand that you're actually making tangible advancement. And this is where the Vedic literature says you want the scientific understanding. Now, you think of scientific test tubes, laboratory, you know, analysis. No, 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 no. It's not like that. Scientific means what is coming down from the higher realms, what is coming down from the Lord and the disciplic succession, the great saints and sages who have spent decades, eons, working on separating all of these different levels of conception and consciousness and putting them in such a structure that you can analyze it scientifically and understand, am I making advancement? Am I actually evolving in my progress back to selfless devotional service? Now, scientific is, let me give you an example. Whether you're a Christian, a Hindu, a Muslim, whatever religion you are, it's not a matter of your faith or belief in God that you grow up. The boy turns into a man. The baby, a child, youngster, middle-aged, old, die. That is not dependent on what you believe. That is not dependent on your type of faith. That is not dependent upon your religion. So all of that stuff is pushed aside in the Vedic literature and stating the fact is you as a living entity have taken birth in the material world. You have a particular body and during that particular body you will go through these different stages. It's scientific. There's no exceptions. No one lives forever. No one doesn't grow up. It's scientific. So we understand, if you analyze this material nature and the predicament we're in, you see clearly that this nature is very scientifically orientated, structured, and maintained. We have sciences, and all the sciences are is studying the effects of the science in nature. We see it in every aspect. There's biology, there's 
you know, chemistry, the list goes on and on. And they're all sciences studying the science of nature, which is all created by God. And there's always this amazement. Scientists, science students, uh, general knowledge students are always like, wow, isn't that amazing? Isn't that astonishing? Look how this works. Why, that's so intricate. Look, at just a little change makes such a difference. Look at how amazing this whole structure is. So the structure of this universe, the structure of nature, the structure of our bodies, and the structure of self-realization are all put together by the supreme authority of the supreme personality of Godhead. Just like we know in nature there's rules. Those rules keep it working, keep it in balance. Similarly, the same thing is true with your self-realization, with your conscious experience. Your conscious experience tells you that the child turns into an adult and gets old and dies. And that has nothing to do with religion. This is science. It is the practical situation everyone is in. So, Vedic knowledge is that knowledge that comes with the creation of the manifestation. Just like you buy a bicycle, there comes instructions by the manufacturer for that bicycle. They come at the same time. Similarly, Vedic knowledge comes when the creation manifests. It comes at the same time. In the Vedic literature, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, it describes how the Vedic knowledge was imparted into the universe to Lord Brahma, how Lord Brahma passed it on to his, his sons and saints and sages thereafter, how it's been uh, sustained, maintained, and protected by a chain of realized spiritual masters to this day. So the Vedic literature is the manual for the scientific understanding of our predicament. Our predicament is we are eternal living entities who have temporarily taken material bodies. And we have a duration, and that duration is externally controlled by higher authority. How many years you're going to live is not under your control. Some people live ripe old age. Some people die very young. Some people die tomorrow. So we don't know that aspect of it. But it is scientifically structured, regardless of our knowing. So Vedic knowledge is explaining to you how the science works. Because it's working whether you understand or not. It's still working. It's working whether you're Hindu, Christian, Muslim, or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's working. So the influence, the control, the supremacy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is not dependent on religion, belief, interpretation, or feeling. You believe or don't believe, it happens. Just like the laws of the government. The law of the government says you, you have to stop at a red light. You don't stop. They don't care for you. You didn't stop. Ticket. You don't change anything. The government is going, oh, it's you. We make an exception. No. Nature is the same thing. Oh, you've touched the fire. Oh, it's you. We'll make an exception. No. You don't want to get old and die. Okay, we'll make an exception. No. This is science. So we're scientifically in this predicament. Then to get out of this predicament, 
we have to use a scientific method. You can't just sit and meditate and say, oh, I think I'm getting out. I feel more out than when I came in here. This is, this is interpretation. This is emotion, passion. This doesn't help. So we have to recognize that if you want the solution to a scientific problem, you have to have someone who's mastered the science explain it to you. So this is intelligence. I mean, common sense, yes, but it's still intelligence. I can't control this, and I don't understand who is controlling this, and I don't know actually how it all works. I need to find someone who does. And you go before that person who is known as a spiritual master in the disciple succession. And you inquire. Humbly, sir, I understand you know the science of liberation from material nature, of the functions of nature, matter, and the relationships with the Lord. I understand you are a representative of God empowered with knowledge and vision to give it to people such as me. Please enlighten me. And the spiritual master, he has to be mature. That's what spiritual master means. He is one who understands the Vedic knowledge, has mastered its understanding, practical application, and he's able to explain it. Such that the disciples' questions, none of them go unanswered. And any confusion or misinterpretation is cleared up. So the disciple actually is guaranteed of success if he follows the method described by the spiritual master to overcome the laws of nature and liberate himself, actually advance himself out of material activities, material consciousness, into spiritual activities, spiritual consciousness, and to liberate him from this being forced to take another body that grows to maturity and dies. So this is the scientific root. And this is the scientific method to get out of the confusion, the cycle. What's the cycle? The cycle of birth and death. It's happening to you by higher authority. So you need to understand what is the method that stops this cycle. That I can live forever, I can be happy, I can understand everything. This is the Vedic literature. This is the instruction of the spiritual master. It is stated in the Vedic literature there's three methods. Guru, scripture, and sadhu. The sadhus, the saints, the sages, those devoted to the instructions of the spiritual master, they can tell you. Then again, the spiritual master himself, he can tell you. And then again, the Vedic knowledge, the scriptures written with the creation of the manifestation. They can help you. Those three methods, they are uh, uh, methods approaching you that approach you for an opportunity to see things in proper perspective. And you can prove to yourself that you're getting it right because the other two confirm. They all say, state, support, and follow the same method. It's a science. You have, to, you have to follow it for it to be bona fide, to be real. So the, the saints and sages, the spiritual master, and the Vedic literature, 
all say the same thing. No confusion. No disagreement. So when you make contact with the spiritual master in Vedic literature and this, uh, the, the saints and sages who are expounding the Vedic literature, you find that the information you get always checks. And then you have your free will. You can take whatever instruction, whatever uh, information you've gained from Vedic literature, and you can test it in your life. And you can observe from that perspective. Well, if you look over there and see this, this is what is actually happening. You're seeing this, but actually, look what's happening. I'll give you another example. <clears throat> Everyone is very concerned about how beautiful they are and how well they take care of their body. And so, while you're standing here, uh, your body, your, your appearance, your expression is very important. You're very concerned. I want to make sure I make a good impression. But if suddenly you die, nobody cares for the body. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't, it's not beautiful anymore. It's not animate anymore. You can stomp on it, kick it, drag it, leave it aside, throw it out. Nobody wants it. It's a dead body. Who wants that? No one. But when the living entity is in the body, ah, how beautiful. So, we look at the situation and we see that the body is a very important, beautiful thing. But if the living entity leaves it, it instantly becomes useless. So the real beautiful thing is the living entity. And it gives the body that animated beauty. And if the living entity steps out, the body is useless. So this is what the spiritual master shows you. You see the body is so important, but actually it's not. It's a reflection of the presence of the living entity, the spirit soul, that is really beautiful. That's where the beauty is emanating from. It's showing through this body, temporarily. So this is science. With the living entity is present in the body, amazing. If the living entity leaves the body, it's rubbish. It has no value. So the body is the same in both conditions. There is this body of this age, of this size, of this shape, color, got so much makeup, clothes, this and that on it. It looks fantastic. But with the living entity not in it, it's totally a waste. And the living entity is there. Whew, such So much respect, so much awe, so much appreciation of the beauty. So the spiritual master lets you see behind the bodily conception and see the spirit conception. This is knowledge. This is Vedic knowledge. This is science. So for us to make advancement, it's more important that we understand the science of love of God. And we learn from a master who knows that it is if I feel really advanced today. The feeling. How do you feel about it? Oh, good, good, good. That doesn't matter. So we have to rise up above, above the uh, emotional, sensual, mental thresholds that we hover on to keep ourselves in a comfort zone. We have to get above that and get to the scientific understanding and perspective of what is really going on.
And what is really going on is the eternal living entity is stuck in a temporary material body and he's frustrated. Because all of his desires can't be fulfilled. He's not uh, getting the pleasure and happiness he's seeking. Moments here and there, but that's all. Not constant, not fulfilling happiness. Because the eternal happiness, the eternal living entity is seeking is in the eternal spiritual world. It's not here in this temporary predicament. And that needs to be learned. You need to see it, hear it, understand it, witness it, experience it in your life. You can do that here now. You have to approach the spiritual master and have him explain these things to you. See these things through his eyes. And see why the Vedic literature is being brought forward uh, as not only science, but as enlightenment. Because when you see the science in proper perspective, you become enlightened. You can't miss it. Just like we've talked about uh, subliminals. There are subliminal messages all over the place. Uh, and if someone points one of them out to you, uh, you can never be tricked again. You can never miss it again. It may be that uh, there's a nice picture and in the sky they've written a word in the clouds. And you didn't even notice it. And then someone points it out. Oh, look, they've written the word, you know, Tuesday. I don't know. In the clouds. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Look again. Oh, of course, I see it. It was subliminal. You missed it. Now it's there. You can't miss it again. You can't unhear something. You can't unlearn something. Similarly, when you become aware, you become, uh, it becomes conscious to your awareness. It can't be missed. It can't be forgotten. So spiritual life is like that. You get the new perspective from the Vedic literature and under the instructions of the spiritual master, and you can't be fooled again. You can't go back to your material conception of life. You can't go back to not knowing you're an eternal living entity in a temporary body. You can't go back to not knowing selfless love of God and devotional service is a million times higher than the selfishness that everybody practices here. Once you know it, once you've tasted it, you can't go back. And you don't want to go back. Because spiritual experience is far superior to material experience. So, the Vedic literature is reaching out. The spiritual master is reaching out. The spiritual master's uh, duty and service is to engage all of his disciples in reaching out. To try to find those living entities who have a, a risen up a little bit, just a little bit, above the crowd. And they're saying, this isn't making me happy. I'm, I'm frustrated. I don't want to strive to achieve that goal because that goal isn't important to me. Well, what is important? Where can I put my energies, time and forces and strive this worth it? And this is where the spiritual master saves the disciple. The frustration goes away. The perspective of the subliminals is revealed. The... Uh, upliftment and the scientific understanding of the interaction of everything and the control mechanism and the laws of nature and the laws of, of spiritual life all become known. 
and you're suddenly and permanently on a different platform. What you see, what you value, what you want, what you do, all changes. One moves out of selfishness. I want, I need, I wish. All of that subsides. And with it subsides the anxiety. Ah, I'm not here for me. I'm here to render service. What is the Lord's plan? Let me engage myself in the Lord's plan. Let the results go to his account. I don't have an account here. I'm leaving. I'm finishing with all these desires. Let me see to the Lord's pleasure, to the Lord's desires. And let the results be to his account. And I'll move off. So he begins to engage in service activities on, under the mission of the spiritual master. He enlightens people with the knowledge he has. He brings them to the spiritual master for further enlightenment. He moves on to rendering service wherever the spiritual master instructions, wherever the Lord uh, desires his input. And every living entity has a spot in the service of the Lord to fulfill. All of us living entities, I've discussed this before, all the living entities are unique. And that uniqueness qualifies you for a unique relationship with the Lord. And if you find that unique relationship and you enter into it with the same selfless uh, focus, it becomes devotion. And it becomes perfection. So the spiritual master leads you out of material frustration into Pure devotion. Selfless devotion. So, this is an amazing transition. All of the things that were hassling you fall away. All of the anxieties fall away. All of the uh, stress falls away. And one becomes a selfless, humble, sincere servant under the Lord's plan without expectation of return. And that opens a door of exchange, personal, direct, individual exchange between you and the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And your relationship grows mutually, naturally. And you return to your normal condition of life as a humble servant, happily rendering service to satisfy the desires of the Lord. So this is normal. Vedic literature is here. The spiritual master is canvassing, calling out. The disciples of the spiritual master are going anywhere and everywhere, waking people. Hello, pay attention to this. Notice this information, the Vedic literature. And if you take this Vedic literature seriously, you'll get up to a platform that you are fixed on. Not wobbly, fixed. Why? Because you have a scientific understanding. It's not interpretation. It's not emotional. It's not mental. It's not my feelings. It is actually a state of being, a position, a perspective of life that's been adopted, that's been uh, overriding your previous misconceptions. So taking up this concept, is not an emotional thing. It's not what makes you feel good. It's a scientific thing. 
It's what gives you clarity of understanding. So this is what you want if you go to school. This is what you want if you go to university. This is what you want if you go to a job. You want clarity. You want to know what is expected of you, what is required. You want to know what is the task. You want to know what is the goal. You want to understand these things so that you can function to your best in a straight line without anxiety, able to withstand any onslaught that comes your way. Because you're fixed. You're stable. And this stability is an inherent sign that you're advancing in spiritual life. You become detached from your personal, selfish, material conception, and you become attached to the selfless devotional service of the Lord. This attachment and detachment ratio starts to shift, and it, it swings rapidly once you get started. And the more advancement you make in your spiritual life, the less attachment you have for your material life. And this is a sign of that you're making advancement, not how you feel. It's how attached are you to the service of the Lord and detached from your material life, material goals and striving. So if you're a person who wants to set goals, set the goal to become a self-realized soul. Set the goal to achieve love of God. Set the goal to get outside the cycle of birth and death. Set the goal to become a spiritual scientist outside of material science. As opposed to setting, uh, I have a bucket list. I want to eat 60 eggs in one sitting. Oh, wow. I want to go jump off this waterfall. Oh, wow. I want to roller skate down this street. Oh, wow. All of these bucket list goals that are childishness, that are ridiculous. They're all relative to the body and mind. There's no tangible value to any of it. The real value is getting out of this material misconception of life and understanding spiritual science through the Vedic literature and the mercy of the spiritual master. Because once you're on that platform and you're fixed, there's no falling down. There's no going back. There's no more anxiety. This is the goal of this Vedic knowledge. This is the goal of this Krishna consciousness movement. Everybody have a scientific understanding of their predicament and shift from material consciousness to spiritual consciousness where love of God is the goal and the fulfillment is total. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.